0: Along with individual experts, Surgeon Masters brings you life improvement strategies in 10 minutes. These proven principles and strategies are easy to learn and can be applied immediately, allowing you to practice your best. Here's your host, Jeff Smith. On this episode of the Surgeon Masters Mini Podcast, our guest is Dr. Alvin Jones, a pediatric orthopedic surgeon in Southwest Ohio. Welcome, Alvin.
1: Thank you, Jeff. Glad to be here.
0: So, Alvin, as we've gotten to know each other, you've seemed to have a lot of thoughts and ideas in the realm of leadership. Performance improvement, a lot of things that are just, I think, really critical and key to almost any surgeon's life. What do you say?
1: You know, one of the things that I have realized is even if we don't have a formal leadership role in our institutions as surgeons, we are leaders in our OR. And so I've tried to be a better leader and I've taken courses, read a lot of books on that. And, uh, you know, one of the things I would like to talk about today is admitting mistakes. You know, this is this can be tough sometimes as a leader to admit mistakes, but I do want to wanna let people know how valuable that is.
0: Absolutely. I can admit to a lot. I, I tend to have an easier time admitting that the smaller and smaller the group, but I think you're taking a broader view of that. Why don't you share what you mean by it?
1: Yeah, so I've taken a uh, quality improvement course at my institution, and also I've done uh, some research or, or reading on this. And one of the best books, I think, that talks about this is called Black Box Thinking by Michael Syed. And it really altered my view on mistakes and failures. It basically highlighted that if you don't recognize your mistakes or failures, then you do not learn from them or actually progress towards success. So, you know, I think one of the biggest Things that we have to do is start admitting to ourselves when we've made mistakes and failures, which, even as a surgeon, it can be hard. And that book also taught me that the mentality behind that is pretty deep within our society. And it stems, you know, as early as grade school, where you see kids that are afraid to raise their hand in class out of embarrassment of being wrong. So there's some shame associated with mistakes. We also noticed that in society, if somebody makes a mistake and it's made public and media, A lot of times there's some outrage or some blame that they have to take, and that can be hard for people. So when we think about mistakes, a lot of times we can actually predict what other people would maybe think about us if we make a mistake. It's sometimes hard for us to admit these mistakes. But one of the things that we find is that actually, especially as a surgeon, if you're admitting mistakes to yourself, that helps you understand where you went wrong. And then you can actually take that and learn from it and then adjust what you're doing and adapt. Also, if you're dealing with patients, uh, what they found is that patients are less likely to actually sue you when you've been apologetic and sincere in your apology when you've uh, had a complication or mistake. What they really don't like though is when it seems like you're hiding something from them, if you're actually trying to cover your own behind, so to speak. So, you know, those are some of the things that people have actually learned is that it actually is better to admit mistakes and then learn from them and get better. Um, It also
0: sounds a little bit like the process of that admission matters. And I think you have other thoughts on our thoughts on this.
1: Yeah. So the process of the admission really starts with us because we can be the hardest ones to admit our mistakes. Sometimes we'll create a narrative to justify what wrong happened, an excuse of you know why it happened, you know, you know, that implant wouldn't have fallen on the floor if my circulator or scrub tech had handed it to me the way I normally have it, you know, or you know, maybe I should have had my normal scrub tech in the room. And, you know, who's this guy? is some trainee. You know, so we'll come up with other reasons for the mistakes. And I don't think that's necessarily healthy for our team because again, if we want to also have a healthy team, we also need to admit to our own mistakes and failures. But if we're going to learn from it, instead of actually perpetuating this blame culture, we really need to be looking into the why of why did this mistake happen with the actual intention of finding out how to do better, not to blame or castigate people. And so I really like people to first think about understanding themselves and and realizing that it's okay to be to have a mistake to err is human and it truly is. And you want to be comfortable with making a mistake in order to learn from it.
0: I think it's part of that, you know, goes back to a little bit what you're talking about the blame, but I think it's also that if we look at it as no blame in any direction, both inward and outward, that helps.
1: Exactly. and And I think, you know, when you have a structure, like you said, maybe a smaller group of people where you can admit this, it becomes more easy for you to do that. Uh, I do think it is important to have a safe environment when you start off admitting things. We can also have our own blind spots to where we may not even see our mistakes, but some flags that can help us understand that we're making them is if we have repeat complications over and over again, or if we have repeat relationship issues with maybe our patients or our staff. You know, that can be a sign that maybe we are committing some types of, you know, mistakes with our communication or behavior with our interactions. So those are some of the signals that you can learn to maybe get some feedback from somebody who you trust to help you find those blind spots.
0: If somebody has like a complication in future, what do you propose with that?
1: That would be a great time to find somebody who you feel is a safe person to present that complication to. Now, the safety is key. So some institutions, M&M may not be a safe Place Because there can be political agendas going on in an institution. So if you have maybe a mentor, colleague, or somebody you trained with who you can safely present that to and walk them through it, and they can maybe show you their thoughts, that'd be a, a really great way to admit that there's something that went wrong and also try and use that to do better and learn from it.
0: Sounds a little bit like our concept of of baby steps, starting working with someone where you feel the most safety and having that kind of conversation and then growing and expanded to have that include others and establish that culture of safety wider.
1: Exactly. I do think that once you practice that in a safe environment, it becomes easier for you to use those techniques in a broader environment without so much fear of that castigation.
0: Well, that's awesome. Maybe you can highlight the take-home messages.
1: Sure. First one is to air is human. You're going to make mistakes. The second one would be determine that you will use your mistakes to improve in the future. And then number three would be find someone that you can lean on to help show you those blind spots that you may be missing. And then lastly would be start in a safe environment. If it's not safe and you fail or you you have a, a bad experience, then it may not happen again. You may not want to do it again.
0: Alvin, thank you so much for sharing that message with our audience.
1: It was my pleasure. Thank you, Jeff.
0: There you have it. In less than 10 minutes, this is Jeff Smith along with Dr. Alvin Jones until the next episode of life improvement strategies for the surgeon who wants more. Ciao. Now take 10 minutes and put your plan into action to practice your best.